hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of the show. I appreciate you guys tuning into the show even during the very, very slow period of the NFL offseason, as I'm sure a lot of you, including myself, are very much jonesing for uh, the NFL season to get underway again. You know, as much fun as the offseason is, and uh, in the offseason's you know, uh, one of my favorite parts of the NFL season, uh, that being free agency and the draft. I've always enjoyed those aspects. Uh, there gets to be a certain point where it's like, let's just let's just play real football. I'm I obviously that's kind of turned up to 11 this year with no pro sports really being played right now, other than soccer. But I, I don't think I'm bored enough of sports to watch soccer yet. Uh, sorry to all the Europeans out there. <laughs> um, but I think this year, um, obviously with the with the uh, the pandemic kind of putting a putting a damper on uh, live sports, I think this year uh, we we're missing football a lot more. And um, there's been some encouraging signs lately that maybe we're gonna get football back, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. But uh, it still uh, probably won't be the same kind of NFL football that we're used to. We're probably not gonna have fans in the stands. Uh, probably probably going to be a little bit different in that regard. Um, but honestly, at this point, any football uh, will do for me and probably for a lot of you guys out there. Uh, and that kind of ties into a little bit of the news that we have today. We have some news on potentially training camps returning, uh, getting to see some of your, your players, maybe the new players that came in this offseason, getting to see them uh, in your team's uniform. So that uh, you know, we'll get into that in the news later on. Uh, but uh, again, I want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Uh, last week we had we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, at one point, I don't know if you guys noticed, but for a couple minutes there was a super bad echo uh, on the show um, during the opening uh, little part there. Uh, I apologize for that. We tried to fix it, but it just became a lot of trouble. And um, obviously, as the show gets gets older, and and, and myself and producer Joe sort of get more experience on how to record and how to run a podcast smoothly. Things like that will get ironed out. We're actually, we actually, we bought new equipment, so we're going to have two new uh, two new mics coming up shortly. Uh, and and we're going to, you know, Joe's working really hard on, on making the show sound as best as possible. So thank you guys for sticking through all those little minor technical difficulties. It wasn't a huge thing, but obviously uh, we strive to constantly be better on the show here. Um and I'm really excited for the future and the improvements that we can do on the show. But yeah, as far as uh, uh, today's show goes, um, we're going to go back to the more normal schedule of the show. We're going to go through some news going on in the NFL today. And then I'm going to give you guys, uh, I believe, six players I wrote down. Guys that I think have a, have the chance to become legit superstars uh, this year during the 2020-2021 NFL season. Guys who might be stars now, might be really, really good players who I think have the ability to break out and be superstars by the end of the 2020 NFL season. Uh, but with, uh, before that, why don't we just jump uh, right into the news. First up in the news, uh, this week we had uh, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated uh, com reporting that the NFL uh, has floated the idea of potentially starting training camps as soon as mid-July. So that uh, that's coming up shortly. That's in around a month now. 
uh, that we could expect to have NFL training camps back. That's obviously a super exciting um, thing to hear. Uh, there will be uh, obviously rules and more stricter rules because of the pandemic still going on. Obviously, it's probably not going to go away in a month, but there's certain rules for training camp that they also put, uh, released that they could potentially have on these facilities. Uh, obviously, we've had uh, coaches now returning to facilities, uh, and I think I believe players can now go and rehab at NFL facilities, but potential rules we could see during training camp to to kind of uh, keep up with the the pandemic guidelines. Uh, we saw every locker room, so every locker in the locker room has to be six feet apart. Obviously, that's going to be a little tough because they already have the lockers in the locker room, but I'm sure they can figure that out. But uh, and strength and conditioning drills uh, will no, be not be able to have more than 15 people. And then me meetings, all the meetings are still going to be done virtually. And I think that's a thing that a lot of teams quite actually didn't realize how much they would enjoy having all those meetings uh, virtually. I think if anything, this this weird NFL offseason has has kind of shown teams that maybe you don't need to be at the facilities the entire time uh, during some of these uh, off-season programs. You can do some of these meetings virtually, and uh, and coaches might might not need to constantly be at the facility. Obviously, we saw during the draft coaches at home spending time with their family, which is something that NFL head coaches don't get a, get a lot of chances to do. And maybe you know this offseason will show them, hey, maybe I can do my work from home and, and spend more time with my family. So, you know, maybe some good can come out of this obviously horrible pandemic. But yeah, expect uh, NFL training camp more talk to be to be had about it and and it to potentially return uh, mid July or or shortly. Next up in the news, we have uh, this is one aspect of the NFL season that I don't miss, and this is contract. Uh, situations, guys holding out for contracts. We talked about the Jamal Adams situation a couple of weeks ago and how he's potentially could be traded and he's unhappy with his contract with uh, the with the New York Jets and wants a new contract. Well, Dalvin Cook this week, the, the running back for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, actually announced that he would not be participa participating in any more offseason activities until he has a fair contract. Um... Dalvin Cook, you know, he played really, really well last year. He had 1,600 uh, total yards. He had 13 touchdowns, was a huge part of that Minnesota Vikings offense, and he's looking to get paid. Um, he uh, He's a guy who, you know, when he's been out there, he's been playing really well. He's obviously, he struggled with injuries quite a bit uh, during his NFL season, but when he's out there, he's he's a really good dual threat guy. I mean, he had uh, 11, 1,100 uh, rushing yards as a running back, and then he had uh, 519 uh, receiving yards, so he's really a dual threat running back, a guy that's probably one of the better running backs in the NFL. But you know, uh, it's it's these these running back contracts that can that can cripple teams like the Minnesota Vikings, a team that maybe is seeing their Super Bowl window starting to close. Uh, we saw it with with the Los Angeles Rams when they signed Todd Gurley to that massive deal. It really, really hurt them. They obviously had a lot of money they had to get rid of this past offseason. So teams are, are more and more reluctant to sign running backs to these big extensions, especially when you have a guy like Dalvin Cook who who's already struggled with injuries and really hasn't put up phenomenal numbers every year because of those injuries. And, you know, I, I, I'm not totally convinced that we'll see a, a huge 
breaking the bank contract out of Dalvin Cook this uh, this offseason, but we could see potentially a shorter-term uh, contract. Maybe he gets paid more. He's looking for something along the along the lines of $13 million per year. The Vikings apparently have offered around $10 million, so obviously that's still quite a ways to go there in negotiations. So obviously for Vikings fans, hopefully uh, this gets sorted out and you get one of your best players back out there to uh, help Kirk Cousins. Next up... In the news, we have Colin Kaepernick's name coming back in the news. Obviously, with everything going on uh, as far as the Black Lives Matter uh, protests and all that, um, Colin Kaepernick has been in the news a lot more recently. And uh, this week, Pete Carroll, the uh, the coach, head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, actually came out and said that he's been contacted by another NFL team about um, Colin Kaepernick's workout with the Seahawks in 2017. So if you're not aware of this, uh, Colin Kaepernick was a free agent in 2017. Uh, and he, he had a couple workouts, I believe. I, I remember when, when he was on the 49ers, there was a ton of rumors about him potentially being traded to Denver uh, and in different places like that. Uh, but then he had, he eventually ended up being released by the 49ers. Um, and and he, he didn't have a whole lot of interest. Obviously, he was doing the whole protest thing. Uh, and then he had a workout with the Seahawks out of the blue. Uh, and, and some team apparently contacted Pete Carroll to talk to Colin Kaepernick uh, or talk about Colin Kaepernick uh, and, and see, I guess, how he did in 2017, which is now three years ago. I mean, I don't know how much you can take away from a workout that happened three years ago. But uh, there seems to be a growing um, idea in the NFL that Colin Kaepernick could potentially be signed at some point uh, during this NFL offseason. Um, and, and for me... I'm all for it. Go out and sign the guy. Let the guy play. Uh, let, let him show us what he's still got. I love seeing old players get a chance to redeem themselves. I loved seeing Alden Smith get signed uh, this last, uh, or during the offseason here. You know, players that were dominant at one point. Alden Smith was, a, was an elite pass rusher. And Colin Kaepernick really had one of the most exciting uh, seasons a couple years ago when he led the 49ers uh, to the Super Bowl. I would love to see Colin Kaepernick get another shot. Um, do I think it's going to happen? I I highly doubt it. I, I don't see a team, I don't know, t- taking that chance at this point. I wish they would. I mean, to me, it, it seems like it's too late. Uh, you should have signed him a while ago. It seems kind of like you're pandering to uh, whatever the, the newest thing in society is right now. And right now, obviously, social justice and... and and racial uh, tension is is really big uh, right now everywhere, and and you know obviously for good reason. Uh, to me, it, it it just seems sort of pandering to that. Uh, I think you, you sh- he should have been signed at this point. There's no doubt that he was not signed because because of this uh, protest. That's the reason that I think that Colin Kaepernick hasn't been in the NFL for the last few seasons. It's it's because he protested. You can't hide that anymore. You can't deny that anymore. Uh, so do I think that Colin Kaepernick gets signed? I highly doubt it. Do I want him to get signed? Absolutely. The more storylines uh, for me to talk about on this podcast, the better. I would love to have uh, a show where I can come into the news and, and talk about Colin Kaepernick getting signed by the Jaguars or whoever wants to potentially sign him. So yeah, I expect more news potentially about Colin Kaepernick. Hopefully he gets signed. I, I doubt it'll happen, but hopefully... Finally, in the news, uh, we have one more thing relating to uh, kind of everything that's going on in society with the protest. And uh, this week, 
Bill O'Brien actually announced that he would, uh, if his players decide to kneel, Bill O'Brien said that he would join them in kneeling as protest for racial injustice in the NFL. And to me, I think this is great. Obviously, Bill O'Brien has gotten a ton of hate this offseason, especially from me. I mean, the guy has done some really, really stupid things football-wise uh, this this last uh, offseason. But to me, I like to see a coach that, that's going to support his players through something like this and, and just uh, have unity on a team. Uh, you know, it's not going to make this about the flag or or make this something that, that creates a rift uh, on your team. I think this is great to see Bill O'Brien come out and say that he would join um, his players in taking a knee during uh, the beginning of the game, during the national anthem. I think that's a really great thing. Good job, Bill O'Brien. You finally did something right this offseason. That kind of wraps up everything going on in the news right now. Um, a little bit more news this week than we had last week, but still relatively slow. So why don't we just jump right into the meat of the show and I'm going to give you guys uh, some guys who could develop into superstars this coming NFL season. When it comes to the NFL, how do you differentiate from the really, really good players to the NFL superstars? The, the big, big name guys from, from the guys who might be really good on their respective team. Who are the guys that I classify as superstars? Who are the guys that I classify as maybe stars? I think the best way for me to describe what I think an NFL superstar is, is it's a guy who is not only an elite player, a guy who has all pro talent, a guy who's a pro bowler, a guy who just goes in week in and week out and dominates, a guy who, who teams scheme around, who teams prepare for, who is fun to watch, but he's also a guy who can sell tickets for the NFL. He's the guy that's on the cover of the season tickets that you get if you're a season ticket holder. He's the guy that's on the pictures outside the stadium. He's the guy that's in the commercials. He's the guy when the NFL has the promos on, on ESPN or wherever they, they play those promos, he's one of the guys in there. He's a guy like, like Julio Jones, a superstar. He's a guy like Aaron Rodgers, Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, an absolute superstar. He's guys like that. That's who an NFL superstar is, in my opinion. Now, you have really, really good players who maybe are stars on their respective teams, are are very talented guys. And to me, that makes up, you know, as as an example, uh, one, of, one of the best players on uh, my favorite team, the Miami Dolphins, Xavier Howard. Really, really good player, Pro Bowl level player. Uh, former second team all pro really really good gets a lot of interceptions uh, you know but is he a superstar no is he a guy who's going to sell tickets for the NFL is he a guy who you're going to see uh, in the NFL promos you know when you get an email from NFL shop is he going to be the guy that's on that's pictured in that email no he's a really really good player a star on the Dolphins but he's not an NFL superstar at least not yet Guys can develop into NFL superstars. 
And that's kind of where I'm going in this uh, episode with this exercise today. Uh, I'm going to be finding guys who, who might be really, really good players right now, who might be really, really talented, uh, have really good numbers, maybe broke out last year, but they're not the guys that your cousin who knows a very little bit about football, you know, knows. You know, guys like Patrick Mahomes, it, he's a fantastic football player, but everybody knows Patrick Mahomes. Even NFL, even people who aren't fans of the, of the NFL, who aren't consistent uh, watchers of football, who are just maybe more casual sports fans, they know who Patrick Mahomes is. To me, I'm going to give you six guys that I think could potentially turn into uh, NFL superstars, could be on NFL promos after this NFL season, guys who are going to get the recognition that they deserve. Maybe they already deserve to be superstars, but they just haven't got that recognition. I'm going to give you guys who I think could become NFL superstars during the 2020-2021 NFL season. My first guy that I have uh, as potentially turning into uh, a superstar this year in the NFL, uh, and, and it, we're going back to we're going back to him again. Uh, this is a team that I've talked a lot about. Everybody talks a lot about because they're a fun team full of fun players. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and to me, a guy on that team who who has a chance to break out and be uh, really a superstar after this NFL season. That's wide receiver Chris Godwin for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the guy he balled out last year. Uh, people were really excited for him going into last season, and, and those ex- expectations were warranted. Uh, he was the number one ranked wide receiver by Pro Football Focus. Uh, he put as much weight as you want into that as, uh, you know, not a lot of people trust Pro Football Focus. I really like Pro Football Focus, but he was the number one ranked wide receiver by them uh, during last season. And last season, let's just go over his statistics. I mean, the guy had um, 86 receptions. Uh, he had... 1,333 yards, which is good for third best in the NFL last season. He had nine touchdowns, which is good for fourth best as far as receiving touchdowns go uh, in the NFL last season. He had 577 yards after catch, which was sixth best, and he averaged 15.5 yards per catch, which is really good. I mean, that's that's a first down and a half every time you catch the football. Um, he, you know, people, when they talk about uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the last, let's say, five seasons. And you think about the talent on that team. Mike Evans was always the guy that you go to. Uh, and maybe still is the guy that you go to. He's he's an extremely talented player. We talked about him last week um, as the power forward on my N- NFL basketball team. Mike Evans, a phenomenal, phenomenal wide receiver. But he may have been passed as the best receiver on this team by Chris Godwin last season. Chris Godwin is is a different type of player. He's not that same uh, physical specimen that we see with Mike Evans. He's he's only six one, uh, so he's he's a smaller receiver. Uh, he's definitely a huge yards after catch guy, and he he just constantly finds ways to get open. And I think this year, uh, I mean, uh, this team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're gonna be on five prime time games. We're gonna see them five times on nationally televised games. Obviously, with Tom Brady there. Um, you get an upgrade at the quarterback position. Uh, to me, uh, this could be a potential for Chris Godwin to show out uh, this this NFL season and really show uh, the masses what he's capable of. You know, if he has a couple 
games during those primetime games where he he absolutely shows out and and he lights it up people are going to start to take notice and say hey who's this chris godwin guy you know you don't have to be a huge 6364 receiver to be a dominant receiver in this league we've seen guys like like odell beckham who's a, who's a superstar in his own right maybe didn't play up to it last year you know he's not the biggest guy but you can find ways as a receiver to to really become a superstar and yards after catch making spectacular catches and just being a consistent receiver finding ways to get open and i think that's something that chris godwin is really good at i mean if you go and you compare him to the other two receivers that that were there with him um, in the top three receiving yards this season it was julio jones and and uh, michael thomas obviously michael thomas had a phenomenal year had a uh, 100 million receptions this year i mean the guy just caught so many balls but if you compare his numbers uh to a guy like julio jones julio jones barely beat him out uh as far as yardage goes uh julio had 1394 yards whereas chris godwin had 1333 yards uh but julio jones had 14 uh yards per per reception whereas chris godwin had 15.5 and the guy uh chris godwin only played uh 14 games last year whereas julio jones played 15 uh, he had uh, Chris Godwin had nine re- nine touchdown receptions. Julio Jones with six. I mean, this guy his statistics go toe to toe with with guys like Julio Jones. Uh, and and I think this year with with Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting all those primetime games and getting uh, you know more attention from te- uh, from fans. Obviously, as Tom Brady and Gr- Rob Gronkowski come over there, I think this year we could see Chris Godwin. Uh, getting the recognition that he deserves and maybe becoming uh, one of those Odell Beckham type receivers, uh, a Michael Thomas type guy. I think Michael Thomas last year really developed into a superstar. This could be um, Chris Godwin's uh, Michael Thomas season from last year where he he breaks out and has a, an incredible season. Obviously, he's got a ton of other really, really talented targets on that team. But to me, Chris Godwin still could be uh, the best of them all. Next up on my players uh, that could become superstars during this 2020 NFL season. And it's another guy who maybe doesn't have the name recognition as some of the other guys uh, in the NFL. But it's a guy who really came into his own last year. Uh, finally, uh, a guy with a ton of off-season issues, uh, off the field rather, issues that he's dealt with uh, during his NFL career. And that's Darren Waller, the tight end for the Las, now Las Vegas uh, Raiders. The guy, um, if you watch Hard Knocks this last season uh, on HBO or on NFL Game Pass, uh, you, you, you saw um, Darren Waller really become a focal point of that show. And his, his battle back from addiction, the guy struggled with many different drug addictions and, and stuff that kept him off, uh, off the NFL uh, field. He, he originally was with the, the Baltimore Ravens, started as a wide receiver, moved to tight end, but could never really get back to uh, playing at a, at a high level because of all the off-the-field issues. But, you know, he was signed by the, the uh, then-Oakland Raiders uh, last season. And, and during HBO, they really, really, uh, they, they really, really uh, put a spotlight on Darren Waller, and, and they really thought that he would develop into a fantastic player. And we finally see that Darren Waller last year was tremendous. I mean, as far as tight ends go, he was right up there with the rest of them. Um, PFF had him graded as the fifth overall tight end uh, last year. I think he would—he was probably better than that. He had an 83.2 grade. Um, the guy had 90 receptions, which was second for all tight ends. 
He had uh, 1,146 yards, which is also second among tight ends, uh, behind only Travis Kelsey. That's pretty good company to be in, I'd say. Travis Kelsey is probably one of the best, or definitely the best. If uh, you know, you can argue George Kittle and now maybe Darren Waller, but Travis Kelsey has been one of the best tight ends in football the last few years, uh, and and he has a, he has a 76.9 catch percentage, which is actually higher than most of the tight ends around him. Uh, they're at the top of the, the receiving yards list for tight ends. Uh, the guy had 12.7 yards per catch. And, and to me, this is just a guy who who I could, you know, Las Vegas, another team that's going to get a ton of primetime games, a ton of primetime action because this is their first season in Las Vegas. He's a guy that's just easy to root for, you know. He struggled with the offseason issues or off the field. I keep saying offseason, off field, off the field issues. There we go. Off the field issues. Uh, he kept struggling with that. Uh, and he, he's finally got off that. He's, he's an underdog, a guy you can root for, and a guy who's, who played really phenomenal last year in an offense that was really not that good. I mean, uh, this year they, they got a little bit more weapons on there, but to me, he still probably is the number one target on that uh, on that Las Vegas Raiders uh, receiving core. Uh, the, you know, they brought in Jason Witten, the the oldest tight end in the history of the world to come in there and if you think that Jason Witten's going to come in there and be the starting tight end for them over an athletic freak like Darren Waller let's relax Darren Waller is is the starter whether he plays in the slot receiver position or, or wherever they put him Darren Waller is going to be a star I think on this uh on this Las Vegas Raiders team to me you know you just go and you can you can compare his stats to a guy like George Kittle I mean uh Darren Waller had had a uh, 1,145 yards last year. Uh, George Kittle had uh, 1,053 yards. Uh, George Kittle had 12.4 yards per reception. Darren Waller had 12.7 yards per reception. Now George Kittle had five touchdowns, so he beats him out there. Darren Waller had three touchdowns, and uh, you know obviously um, George Kittle played two less games than Darren Waller last season. But to you know you can you can look at Darren Waller's stats and you can compare his stats to a guy like George Kittle or even a guy like Travis Kelsey who absolutely balled out last year. You can compare him to the top tight ends in the NFL, and tight ends are are really big in the NFL, you know, with guys like Travis Kelsey, with guys like George Kittle. Tight end is a big position, a really fun position, uh, and he might not be the blocker that George Kittle is, but I think as far as a, a big-time playmaker, uh, Darren Waller could break out into a superstar level this NFL season. Next up, I... For the next two guys, I have a couple quarterbacks that I think could develop into superstars this season. Uh, and the first one might be a little controversial. You know, he's a guy who's who's gotten a lot of hate last year, and, and a lot of it was deserving. Some of it, maybe not. Maybe just outright hatred for him for some reason. And that's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is a guy that I really, really loved coming into the draft. I was hoping at the time that my uh, Miami Dolphins would wouldn't take a chance and try to sign him obviously or draft him rather obviously uh, he ended up going number one overall uh, which was a shock to a lot of people and his rookie season I mean the guy just he was a star I mean everybody thought that he was the next great quarterback people thought he was going to have an MVP season they acquired Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, last year before the season started people thought that this guy was going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes in his second season um, you know, a lot of hype going around Baker Mayfield, and and he, for the most part, like that, uh, like that whole Cleveland Browns roster, really disappointed last season. 
Um, they did not play up to their skill level last year, and neither did uh, Baker Mayfield. One of the things that makes Baker Mayfield so special or made him so special in college is his accuracy. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks you'll ever find. I mean, the guy, the guy just, he, he doesn't miss a lot of throws. And we didn't, we didn't see that last year. I mean, the, he, had, he had 22 touchdowns, but he had 21 interceptions, which was second most in the NFL behind only Jameis Winston, who threw 30 picks. Uh, <laughs> it's still unreal. But, you know, if I'm going to be so uh, harsh on Jameis Winston, like I always am about throwing 30 interceptions, I got I to gotta be fair and say Baker Mayfield, you know, you cannot throw 21 interceptions if you want to be an elite quarterback in the NFL, you know. Uh, as much as I love Baker Mayfield and, and assume that he's going to be a superstar coming up this NFL season, uh, he's got to get better in that regard. He's got to get that accuracy back. His completion completion percentage went down. He was a 59.4 uh, completion percentage last year. Uh, last year, the year before that, he was at 63.8. So it dropped from his rookie season. You don't want to see that, especially when you get Odell Beckham. You get more weapons, and this season, this season he got even more weapons. I mean, the guy got Austin Hooper. Uh, who who was a really good tight end for the for the Atlanta Falcons last year, and now you're gonna have a guy like Kareem Hunt who who's gonna play I think a lot in the slot as as a running back who who's sort of a running back wide receiver hybrid there. I mean, there's so much talent around this kid. I I just cannot imagine him not succeeding. Uh, the whole Brown situation last year was was a disaster. We're not you know I'm not denying that. I know Baker Mayfield had a really, really disappointing season last year, but so did that whole Cleveland Bounds team. Uh, I, you know, Freddie Kitchens was maybe in over his head as far as coaching goes, but I just I find it so hard to believe that Baker Mayfield is not going to become a superstar. Uh, he's one of he was one of my favorite players uh, when he first came into the league last year. I, I was a little bit disappointed with a lot of the talking that he did. You know, you you can't do so much talking when you don't back it up on the field. He did like a million commercials, and he cut his facial hair a million times in that one game for some reason. Uh, I mean, you gotta back it up in the field uh, on the field if you're gonna be that that uh, outlandish. If you're gonna be that that talkative guy, that talking smack, getting up in the face of opponents. If you're gonna be that guy, you gotta back it up in the field uh, and not get embarrassed like they did against the 49ers on prime time last year. So for me. Uh, why do I think that Baker's gonna gonna suddenly flip the switch and become um, an NFL superstar? And to me, it's because I still believe. I still you know, I saw Baker Mayfield in college. I saw him in his rookie season, and I love what I saw. I really, really believe in Baker Mayfield. I think that it's so hard for me to imagine him not succeeding with the talent around him. He's got Odell Beckham. He's got Jarvis Landry. He's got Nick Chubb. He's got Kareem Hunt. He's got Austin Hooper now and David Njoku. And then they built that offensive line uh, to be to be stronger this year. Obviously, the offensive line was a, was a big problem for them last year. But they went out and got Jack Conklin to play right tackle, and they got out and they went out and they got Jedrick Wills, who was potentially the best tackle in the draft, to go and play the other tackle position. They they vastly vastly improved that offensive line. You know, there might still be a couple holes, but to shore up those tackle positions is huge for a guy like Baker Mayfield. Uh, so I, I still believe, I, I really, really, really want to see Baker Mayfield improve. I know a lot of people like to hate on the Cleveland Browns and just and just assume that they're going to be trash like they always are and, and hate on them because they have a lot of personalities on their team. But I still believe that Baker Mayfield is going to have a phenomenal season. I could see him as a potential MVP candidate uh, as if he puts it all together and becomes that superstar 
during the 2020 NFL season. Up next, uh, with my next player, uh, we have another quarterback, uh, another Oklahoma quarterback, actually, another Heisman winning quarterback. I think you guys probably know where I'm going at this point, and he's a guy that I've talked up a lot uh, during this NFL offseason, a guy that I'm really excited uh, to see this NFL season with uh, some of the new weapons that he got. Um, he's, he's again, one of my, one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch, just like Baker Mayfield when Baker Mayfield is playing up to, uh, you know, his talent level. And that's Kyler Murray. I think, you know, everybody is talking about Kyler Murray, uh, and, and him potentially taking that leap that we saw with Patrick Mahomes, with Lamar Jackson. Everybody is talking about him, you know, being a potential MVP candidate. Uh, you know, is that a little bit too much to put on him? Probably. But, uh, you know, he, I think even without him being a, an MVP uh, type quarterback this season, I could see him developing into that next level, becoming a superstar uh, in the NFL. Uh, Kyler Murray, he played, he played really well last year. Uh, sort of underrated, under the radar uh, for, a, uh, for a, um, a rookie quarterback. I thought, I thought he played well. He had a 64% completion percentage, uh, threw for 3,722 yards, uh, and 20 touchdowns, and 12 picks. He also added 544 yards on the ground, running the ball with four more touchdowns. I mean, the guy played really well. Uh, a lot of people thought he didn't deserve to be Rookie of the Year last year because of you know Josh Jacobs playing extremely well. Uh, but you know the quarterbacks quarterbacks are just important, so that's why he got the the Rookie of the Year last year. But I'm really excited to see what Kyler Murray develops into. Um, you know, you look at his numbers compared to a guy like Josh Allen, uh, very comparable numbers, and everybody is losing their absolute mind over Josh Allen. You guys know how I feel about Josh Allen, not a huge fan. I would much rather have a guy like Kyler Murray going into this NFL season than Josh Allen. The guy throws the ball with, with purpose. He, he rips the ball out of there, um, and he's, he's a really fun runner, but he doesn't look to run. He, he kind of runs as a last resort or on design runs. For the most part, he's he, he's a pocket passer who can run, whereas I think uh, a guy like Josh Allen is is mostly a runner who can occasionally, once in a while, throw a ball accurately. But Kyler Murray is an incredibly accurate and uh, guy with 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 tremendous arm talent, uh, and and he got more weapons this season. Obviously, he got DeAndre Hopkins, who's probably a top five receiver in the NFL. You you add that to a receiving core that already had a, an up and coming guy like Christian Kirk. Uh, you you have. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, obviously, are there to mentor um, uh, the younger receivers and, and really mentor Kyler Murray, too. Um, you know, he's he's got talent around him. He's a really fun player to watch, and I, I think that's kind of why he's going to develop into um, a, a NFL superstar this season. I, I have high expectations for the Cardinals. Uh, I'm not saying that they'll be a playoff team. They, they might not uh, make the playoffs or, or win their division, but I think they'll be competitive like they were in a lot of games last year. They'll be competitive. They'll have a really fun offense. And, and, you know, it's just fun to root for the short guy. You know, if you watch his highlights, it's really funny at times to see him run out there. Uh, he's so small compared to normal NFL players. He's just such a small guy. Um, but he's so talented. I mean, the ball coming out of his arm looks phenomenal. He makes some some Patrick Mahomes-like throws where he, he throws off his back foot, just makes ridiculous throws that he shouldn't have no business in completing. He makes those throws. Uh, and I think that's the type of things that, that get people interested, uh, get uh, maybe more casual fans interested in a player like this. 
I think Kyler Murray, he, he's on the verge of, of breaking through and becoming an NFL superstar uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Next up, my second last player who I think could develop into a superstar during this season. And these last two players, I'm going to I'm gonna you know show a little love to the defensive side of the football. Uh, you guys might have noticed that I talk a lot about offense. I'm an offensive guy. Obviously, I love offense. Uh, I, you know, uh, I didn't play a whole lot of football, but when I did, I played on the offensive side of, of the, of the field. Uh, I love the offense. I'm, I'm not as much an expert on, on defense, but I'm, I'm going to show a little love to some defensive guys. I think it's a lot harder to become uh, a superstar as a defensive player. There's very few guys. I think that, that break through. Obviously casual fans are not as interested in defense as they are in offense, but there are some guys who, who, who kind of break the mold and, and become superstars uh, from the defensive side of the football, and that's guys like Khalil Mack on the Chicago Bears, who's an, definitely a bona fide superstar. And then there's Aaron Donald, who's probably the best player in the NFL. Uh, him and Patrick Mahomes really competing, I think, for the number one player in the NFL. He's, I think, a superstar at the defensive tackle position, which is even harder to do than than Khalil Mack. You know, there's there's certain guys like that. I think Richard Sherman was a superstar uh, back during his prime. Uh, maybe not so much anymore as he's getting older and can't maybe keep up with some of the younger, faster guys. But I think Richard Sherman, Darrell Revis was definitely a superstar when he was dominating, when he had the Revis Island going on. But, you know, it's harder for defensive players to become superstars. But I think there's guys that can break through. And first up, uh, my my defensive player, my first one that I think could become a superstar that during this NFL season. And that's Derwin James, the safety uh, of the Los Angeles Chargers. Obviously, last year was disappointing for Derwin James. He missed uh, all but five games with an injury last year. Uh, and, and it was overall disappointing season for the Chargers. Um, but you, you go back to his rookie season. That's really all you need to do is just go back to his rookie season to see the potential of this guy. And he probably already was a superstar during his rookie season, if I'm being totally honest. Um, but I think you know uh, he's one of those guys that could potentially win Defensive Player of the Year. And, and become a guy that you see on these promos, that you see hyped up. Uh, the the one defensive guy you have to put in these promos, you know, have Derwin James there. His rookie season, he was a first-team All-Pro. His rookie season, that's so hard to do. Very few guys can, can become a first-team All-Pro in their rookie season. Um, he had 105 total tackles, 3.5 sacks, 4 tackles for loss, 3 interceptions. I mean, the guy played phenomenal. Obviously, he was a pro bowler. Uh, during his rookie season last year, there was a lot of hype going into him. He ended up getting injured, which is super disappointing. Went on IR, and um, but this year I think I think he's going to be back, and he's going to be back with a vengeance. I mean, you, he's a guy who who plays on an incredibly, incredibly talented defense. And I've talked about this Chargers defense, you know, during the draft videos a lot. I talk or the draft uh, podcast rather. I talked a lot about um, uh, how good this Chargers defense could be. Uh, this upcoming NFL season that could be one of the best defenses in football. And then you have Derwin James, who could be the best player on one of the best defenses. I mean, the guy is is unbelievably versatile. He can play the safety position and make incredible plays, you know, pass breakups in the secondary. Uh, and he can be, come down, uh, be that box safety, uh, stop the run. Uh, he can play cornerback. He can cover guys one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, he, he can play in that slot. You know, he can play linebacker. He can cover the tight ends. He's, he's a big, big, strong, athletic dude who can cover tight ends. 
Um, and he can even play edge rusher if you want. I mean, if you go and watch his highlights from his rookie season, there's a couple times where he just he goes in the backfield and just disrupts plays on on blitzes and, and different things like that. And I think that's what's going to make him a superstar this season is is that versatility, the fact that he's everywhere on the field. I mean, you're going to get casual fans watching this guy during like primetime ga- games or, or or other games, locally televised games where they're going to see. Who is this number 33? Who is Derwin James? This guy is everywhere. They're constantly calling his name. Uh, they're constantly uh, you know, t- telling us all the good things that he does. And I think I think we could really see Derwin James not only come back and, and become a superstar, we could see him as a potential defensive player of the year candidate and as a potential comeback of the player of the year uh, candidate, obviously coming off that injury. Finally, my final player that I could see turn into... Uh, a superstar during this NFL season, uh, you know, and I, f- I feel bad. I feel bad because every time we talk about the Bills, we have to, I talk about Josh Allen and how much I don't like Josh Allen as a quarterback, and I don't trust Josh Allen as a quarterback, and, uh, you know, I, I really like the Bills team, uh, so I, I want to give the Bills a little love, uh, a little love that they deserve. Obviously, as a Dolphins fan, I have Always that little thing in the back of my mind. I try to be unbiased. I don't necessarily love the Bills as a as a pure football fan, but I I really like what they're doing there. I thought that I think they've they've built a, a consistent winner uh, the last few seasons. Uh, you know, with a team that could not win for the life of them before Sean McDermott got there. But to me, I, you know, I wanted to show a little love to the Bills, a team that I I tend to hate on uh, with Josh Allen. But to me, they have a guy who who I think will develop into uh in in an absolute superstar this this uh this NFL season and that's Tredavious White the cornerback there and I know Bills fans might be thinking hey come on this guy's already a superstar uh in in you know maybe you're right I I disagree I don't think that he gets maybe the recognition that he deserves I mean the guy's just a, a really consistent consistent uh player a consistent cornerback and not only consistent but but elite uh, a, a guy who who just a fantastic uh, cover corner, a guy who who makes plays. He, he gets interceptions. Last year he had seven picks, um, he had 58 tackles, two forced fumbles, 17 passes defense. He was a first team All Pro for the first time uh, in his NFL career. And I think you know the Bills are a team again with a stacked defense, just like the Los Angeles Chargers, a team with with a ton of talent on that defense. I think this team could be. Um, uh, maybe underrated uh, on defense, but but could be the best defense going into this this NFL season. A lot of people are sleeping on that defense and on that team in general. But again, you have a guy who who could be the best player, the leader of a really really good defense, and another guy who he was in the conversation for defensive player of the year last year, uh, and he's he's constantly been in that conversation. You know, when he got into the league during his rookie season, he was I believe runner up for defensive. Rookie of the year to to uh, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, but you know I think this year could be the year we he finally gets the recognition that he deserves. He's a phenomenal uh, you know uh, defensive back, uh, just a, just a just a freak athlete, a guy who 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 who's so good in coverage, and and really a feisty uh, feisty angry guy on the field. And um, the Bills have four primetime games this NFL season. Last year, I don't think they had a single primetime game, which is kind of disrespectful, not going to lie. 
But this year they have four primetime games, so you're going to get chances if you're Derwin James to make plays, make big interceptions, uh, maybe make a big hit. Uh, to, you're going to get chances to reach out to these casual fans, and, and they're going to say, whoa, who is Tredavious White? This guy is phenomenal. And the rest of us are going to say, yeah, he's been like this the whole time. Uh, and I think he could develop into uh, a superstar this NFL season. I mean, you look at three of the last five games that he and the Bills play in are primetime games. So that's right at the end of the season, right as we're getting into playoff time. If this Bills team is is fighting for playoff contention, maybe potentially fighting for a first-round bye, that, you know, they could be uh, the best team in their division this year with, with Tom Brady leaving and, and the AFC East looking more open than it's ever been. Uh, we could see the Bills potentially fighting for a top-tier playoff seed and you know during the last three games in week 13 they play the 49ers on Monday night football they play the Steelers in week 14 on Sunday night football and then week 16 they play the Patriots uh, again on Monday night football so you have you have ample opportunities if you're Tredavious White to make big plays and put the world uh, you know on notice you know have yourself be recognized for the phenomenal player that you are and develop into what Richard Sherman was in his prime, what Darrell Rivas was in his prime, and that's a, a superstar coming from the defensive side of the football. And with that, that kind of wraps up uh, today's show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that uh, maybe I gave you a couple players that you uh, you maybe hadn't heard of if you're more a casual NFL fan. Guys, you can go up on YouTube and look up their highlights and guys to look out for this NFL season. These are guys that I genuinely believe could become superstars during this NFL season um, so just look out for them and you know I can't wait for the NFL season to return we have some really really exciting things in store here on the podcast going to continue to push out content uh, we're not slowing down as you know as, as the NFL season is slowly slowly going to start to pick up and we're going to get training camps and we're going to get uh, uh, you know football back hopefully eventually uh, you know football will be back hopefully eventually we'll be back to normal with fans in the stands that would be awesome but uh, yeah, thank you guys for supporting the show. Uh, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at underscore average Joe show. If you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, make sure you, you DM me on Instagram or on, on Twitter or, or email me at uh, the average Joe show pod at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, if you're listening to the show on iTunes, don't forget to leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe. And check back every Tuesday for new episodes on your favorite podcast site, Podbean. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts, obviously, Spotify. Uh, we're on YouTube. Make sure you uh, check out every every Tuesday for new episodes. And, uh, you know, we'll catch you guys on the next one.